Welcome to the ninth episode of the Xamarin Podcast. It's the 20th of February, 2014. Um, I'm Chris Hardy, a developer evangelist at Xamarin. And I'm Pierce Bogan, a student at Auburn University who deals mainly with iOS, and I run the Auburn Mobile User Group down here. So we're going to go through some of the interesting things we've seen on the internet over the past couple of weeks, um, mainly to do with Xamarin and, and mobile and things around that nature. Uh, something that was announced yesterday uh, was that Google I.O. 2014 is officially announced. It's happening on June the 25th to the 26th, and it's going to feature you know, everything uh, Android, Google uh, related, uh, so pretty excited for that. Of course, the problem that we have with Google I.O. is trying to get a ticket. It's always very difficult to do so. Uh, this year, they're actually going to do something a little bit different. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Pierce? Yeah, so normally it's first come, first serve, and so everyone's spamming refresh buttons and trying to get a ticket. Uh, but this year, you're going to pick an interest uh, after they open up registration, and successful applicants after that registration period are going to be randomly selected from each interest group. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be weighted for like bigger interest groups or how that's going to work, but... Uh, that's what they said on the website, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, you never know what's gonna gonna happen when you're trying to register for Google I/O. I tried uh, the last two years and, and failed, so maybe this year will be my uh, lucky year. Something else that was also announced today uh, was Project Tango, which is an interesting concept where you have a 3D camera within your mobile device, so you can take a mobile device with you and you can kind of display the, the 3D world around you uh, through the mobile device. It's uh, headed up by uh, one of the guys who um, created the Wii motion controller um, 3D um, vision um, effect using the Wii, Wii controller while I was at Microsoft. And now he's at Google uh, working on Project Tango. So it's an interesting uh, project to see come out. Yeah, um, I was watching the video and it looked really cool and actually pretty polished. You could like pan your camera around and it would actually build up the world around you which obviously would be really useful for a lot of stuff uh, the obvious ones game design but uh, and building worlds but it's pretty crazy and it'd be interesting to see what people are going to do with that so another thing that happened this week was James Montemagno joined Robert Green on Visual Studio Toolbox which is a show on Channel 9 if you're not familiar with that uh, it's just a website with a whole bunch of videos and other projects that you can do to get into Microsoft related stuff. So uh, James joins Robert and talks about Xamarin. So if you're interested in cross-platform development, this might be a really good introduction, uh, high-level overview. So this is only part one. There's four parts, but in part one, he kind of get, James gives an introduction to Xamarin as well as uh, a sample using MVVM design pattern to show how you can create testable cross-platform apps that are also native. An article that we saw got recently published on devx.com uh, was by Sandeep, and he talks about using MVVM Cross um, and uh, a program called Ninja Coder to set up uh, a Xamarin cross-platform application uh, pretty rapidly. Uh, so Ninja Coder, which is a really interesting um, application, allows you to kind of pick what sort of applications you want to use MVVM Cross with. Um, so it basically wraps around an MVVM cross framework that works for you. Um, so you can choose what that you want. You have the core of MVVM, then you have MVVM core test, and then you want to target iOS or Windows for uh, Windows Phone. Um, so it allows you to actually auto in, automatically integrate into uh, NuGet as well. 
Um, so it's a nice little uh, article just on how you can get this set up and how it will create an MVVM cross project for you. And then also allows you to add in all sorts of different MVVM cross plugins that you can enable. So if you want to have accelerometer um, support in your MVVM cross projects, or if you want to handle networking or phone call, or any of the different core plugins or community plugins that MVVM Cross allows you to use, you can have this within this project. So it's a really nice tool. So if you are using MVVM Cross, take a look at Ninja Coder and, and Sandeep does a really good job of showing what's accessible using this tool. Yeah, I know in the past when I've worked with MVVM Cross, at least when I was first getting started, it was kind of confusing figuring out, okay, I need this from NuGet, I don't need this, I need to set it up like this, and Ninja Coder seems like it would make it a lot simpler even for more advanced uh, MVVM cross users, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so something that's really sweeping uh, the mobile development world are these iBeacon-type devices. Um, so if you've heard of Estimote, this is a company that kind of provides a third-party version of this. Um, so an Estimote is a small wireless device that broadcasts tiny radio signals to smart devices, so phones and other things. And it uses uh, Bluetooth 4.0 or Bluetooth Low Energy. And so this little beacon range, has a range of 4 inches to 200 feet. So uh, the common example, especially one that they used on their website that was pretty cool, was they had beacons placed at the at the checkout counter, uh, at one of the racks, and at the front of the store. So when someone walked in, they would get a message, you know, saying, "Hey, here are the daily deals for today." Uh, when they got to a particular rack, they may have something like, "Hey, these are twenty percent off," or if you like this item, you could also like this. So obviously, there's a whole bunch of other like non-shopping things you could do with it, but that was just one really cool example that I saw on the website. Um, so it's $99 for three beacons, um, and they do have an Android and iOS SDK, and Tom Opgenorth has created Xamarin.Android bindings for Estimote, and Greg Shackles has created iOS bindings. So uh, in the blog post, Tom kind of talks about how they actually have the Xamarin.Android bindings now for Estimote, so that's iOS and Android and goes through some of the monitor and ranging uh, activities that are included in the SDK. Yeah, the, the iBeacons thing has really taken off, and I've seen lots of different interesting concepts, and something I saw over on the Reddit Google Glass subreddit uh, was um, using iBeacons to pick up when a user was in a certain location and then send that information straight to the Google Glass. Um, so that was actually a really interesting concept. So your iBeacon or your SDMotes were sending, you know, picking up the signal on your device, but without actually having to use your device, you could send something directly to, to, to Google Glass. So you didn't even have to hold something, you could just have it displayed right in front of you. So that was another interesting use. And again, you could use it for your shopping example. Uh, so you didn't have to dig out your phone to get that information. We like to highlight libraries uh, and bindings on this podcast a lot. And so one we saw in the last couple of weeks was Robert Miles' Localytics Xamarin.Mac port. So he took the Windows 8 Localytics SDK, uh, which is written in C Sharp, and ported it over to work with Xamarin.Mac, which is really cool. If you're unfamiliar with what uh, Localytics is, it's, you could probably infer it from the name. It's Mobile App Analytics. Uh, and they also have some marketing type SDK functionality available as well. Uh, so that's pretty cool. It's not a binding. It's a pure port that works with Xamarin.Mac. Uh, there's also iOS bindings for Localytics. There may be Android, uh, 
the iOS bindings I did myself, so I know they work, and I'm actually using Localytics in one of my apps right now, and the people there are really great, uh, so that might be something you want to check out for your next project. So on the subject of creating bindings, uh, Canon Chandra uh, wrote a really nice blog post on creating Xamarin.iOS bindings uh, for a native library. Uh, the native library they used was AppSea, which is an iOS uh, SDK, which allows you to do user recordings of when a user uses their app, or it allows you to um, produce heat maps of where people are touching um, values in your app, so you know where a user is generally pressing the first name field or the last name field or the person next field. It's just a really nice iOS API to use. Um, and Canon goes through how to actually use Objective Sharpie, um, which is an open source tool that um, allows you to generate bindings um, against this. And so you can actually set this up, create a binding, and easily use this within your applications. Something that Canon doesn't do, he actually uses a tool called BTouch. Um, which is a command line tool to generate your, your bindings to use within your application. Um, what you can also do is you can actually create a binding project within Xamarin Studio and have that actually directly referenced from your project so you don't actually have to do any command line tooling as well, which isn't mentioned in the blog post. But uh, otherwise, it's a really great uh, blog post on being able to both use um, AppSea, the SDK, um, and also how you can build your own um, API. Yeah, and I know when Objective Sharpie came out, I was super excited because I wasn't too great at converting or generating the API binding definition. So basically, you make you map the Objective C maybe method to a C sharp method or property or something like that. And so I wasn't great at doing that at first. And Objective Sharpie makes it so much easier. You just have to reference what you want uh, to generate bindings for, and it does all the work for you. And you're like, awesome. And then you have a binding, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. So an interesting charting framework that we saw is called nchart3d. And they have a, basically a way for you to generate 2D and 3D charts uh, within your uh, mobile applications. They have a Xamarin SDK that you can uh, try out. So if you do need to do any charting, um, then you should check out these. They have different columns and bubble charts and pie and donut charts. Uh, lots of different ways of being able to add this within your application. So if you do need to do any charting, this is a really nice way of kind of uh, seeing this information laid out. So you should check out the framework. Yeah, and I was looking around and they have some pretty cool animations and you can do like top down and from the side and the 3D charts are pretty cool. So it definitely looks like something I'm going to have to check out in the future. Yeah, it'd be nice to see uh, a Xamarin component uh, of nchart uh, go up as well. Yeah, I love my Xamarin components. It's so easy to integrate, um, especially now because of the, the Xamarin Studio integration. So kind of keeping with the library SDK binding uh, story we've been going with for the past couple of articles, uh, Jerry High, who's pretty involved in the Xamarin community, has written a post about cross-platform progress heads-up display. So if you're familiar with uh, iOS or Android development within Xamarin, you're probably familiar with BT Progress HUD or AND HUD for Android. Um, and so both of these APIs are very similar. Uh, they do a lot of the same things, but there's not really a cross-platform way or wrapper to expose these. Um, so what Jerry said was, hey, this is a problem. It's not a hard problem to fix. And so he created a library called XHUD, and specifically the class is called HUD which is a 
heads-up display, cross-platform heads-up display library that's basically just a wrapper for both NHUD and P, uh, BT Progress HUD. So you can write this in your core library and it'll compile fine and everything. So that's pretty cool. And he put these up in both Reddit, John Dick's and HUD library on GitHub and uh, Nick Wise's BT Progress HUD library. Uh, so there's not a specific uh, GitHub repository for this yet, but it's in both of those. So if you use either of those, you can find it there. Uh, and he also mentions it would be nice to maybe develop some other cross-platform components that are pretty popular. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool start and definitely something that we need to be seeing more of. Yeah, and I, I think everyone needs to show some sort of progress um, heads-up display on their, on their application. And so having something kind of unified in um, between the two of those projects is a really nice thing to see. It makes it easier for developers to use. So the big announcement from Xamarin over the past two weeks was the announcement of Xamarin University, which is a mobile training uh, that literally has live online classes that you can attend. So they have a whole bunch of different classes, everything from introductory classes to more advanced classes. Uh, so these are year-round. They're live, um, like I said, for all skill levels. And so you can get training from Xamarin experts from the from the best of the best in particular fields. So if you're new to uh, Xamarin development, new to mobile development in gen general, this might be something you want to check out. Like I said, it doesn't matter if you've been using Xamarin for a little while or a long time because they have some uh, more advanced things that even I kind of don't really know what's going on there. So uh, really interesting classes. So a few that I found uh, interesting was introduction to cross-platform mobile development, which should be pretty cool and uh, memory management and best practices. So if you ever get confused with any of the classes, there's office hours, one-on-one -on -one office hours you get with your instructor, uh, which is really cool. And you have year-round access to these videos. Uh, so if you can't attend live for some reason, then you can access them uh, via the website. So if you complete a Xamarin University course, you can become a Xamarin certified mobile developer uh, which obviously works great on a CV or resume or anything like that um, and kind of shows off, hey, I know what I'm talking about when, in regards to Xamarin uh, and would definitely be something cool to have. So another thing we've talked about in the past on the podcast was continuous integration. On the last podcast, we talked about Atlassian Bamboo. Um, and so this must have sparked someone's interest at Xamarin. Uh, and so the docs team just this week has released a uh, doc series on continuous integration and mobile development. So it's a four-part series. So if you have no idea what continuous integration is and you're like, Pierce, why do you keep saying continuous integration without saying what it is? Uh, they have an introduction to continuous integration article, which just gives a high-level overview. And then so once you figure out what it is, obviously you want to set it up and use, use your app with it so, or configure it to work with your app. Uh, so they go through both the setup and configuration for Team Foundation Server and Jenkins. So if you've worked any with CI, you should be familiar with both of those. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool. I'm definitely going to have to get into it. I was working through one of the articles earlier, and they're really, really good. Um, and I'm really excited to get some continuous integration set up for my app. So getting your application into continuous integration and, and having your apps build, um, you probably want to be also having your apps uh, tested as well, and what's better than doing integration testing? Um, so Falafel Software released a Falafel bridge for test complete, uh, which is available on the on the Xamarin component store. Um, and this is basically a simple way for you to record tests on how you can go through and 
click on different buttons and then confirm that this happens every time that your application builds. Um, so you, you can check out um, Test Complete. It's um, by a company called SmartBear. Um, and this is just a, a simple bridge so you can use SmartBear uh, automated mobile testing, um, test complete software with your um, Xamarin applications. And there's a really nice video that Fluff will have up on their, on their blog um, from Ryan Axford. So that's definitely worth checking out if you're looking into um, some sort of automation testing um, and you're already using test complete. So an article that we saw from John Miller on the Xamarin support team is a way of being able to simplicate your iOS crash logs. So if you ever have a crash in your application um, on iOS, chances are they're not simplicated, um, which basically means that when you look at the crash log, there's no useful information about uh, the method name that crashed or um, what line the uh, application crashed on. So you need to simplicate these crash logs to get that information. So every time you build your application, it creates a dsim file, which you can then use to simplicate um, these crashes. Um, so John Miller wrote a really good blog post on, on getting set up and uh, demystifying these iOS crash logs uh, whenever you get um, one of these show up in your application. And an application that was actually created by Michael James, again on the Xamarin support team, is an application called My Step Counter. And it's actually an open source application which is also up on the iOS uh, app store that tracks your steps using the iPhone 5S um, M7 uh, chip um, and so it's only available on the iPhone 5s um, but if you do um, have an iPhone 5s and you want to use Xamarin then this is a really good uh, starter app um, that you can download, install, uh, modify, go and put it up on the App Store and you don't have to um, spend any money on, on getting uh, getting started again a real app up on the store um, so you, all, the go, all the code is up on GitHub um, so you can go down there and you can also just download the app directly from the App Store if you search for My Step Counter. So another open source app built with Xamarin was the Dublin RTPI, or Real-Time Passenger Information App, uh, which was built for iOS uh, using Xamarin.iOS. Android version is coming soon. Uh, and so this is fully open source. It's a real-time passenger information on the Dublin bus system. Uh, like I said, iOS support is now, and they're building up Android. So if you're interested in the MVVM pattern, this could be a really interesting app that you could look at and see, okay, this is how I would go about doing this on a real app, because this is a real app. Uh, and so it's really nice to see more open source Xamarin apps that I, I know when I was learning, I could, I could go back and be like, okay, uh, this is how it actually works in a real system because I know Nick Wise's uh, London bus app was really helpful for me when I was first learning to work with Xamarin. So it's really cool to see all these open source apps that are powered by Xamarin. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think um, it's, a, it's a very good way of learning by doing, but also having and seeing the code on, on oh, you know, I, I saw this app was doing this. I really need, want to find out how I can do that within my application. Um, then I think this is a really uh, nice way of learning. So it's really great to see uh, so many open source apps that you can uh, use and, and learn from. A popular component uh, that I work with on an almost daily basis is JSON.net. Uh, it's available in the Xamarin Component Store, uh, and it's really useful for uh, working with JSON. I believe it does XML deserialization and serialization as well. Um, so if you're building a mobile app nowadays, chances are you're working with JSON, a JSON response of some type. Uh, so if you're working with JSON.NET, you typically have to generate uh, what I call a model class. And uh, I know for some of the more complicated JSON or even some of the simple 
uh, Jason, it's kind of hard to figure out, okay, this should be this, and I should nest this class this way, and this should be a string, and this shouldn't. Uh, but there's a tool that can help and literally solve all our issues in uh, less than 30 seconds. Uh, so it's called JSON2CSharp, and you can find it at JSON2CSharp.com. And so all you do is you paste in your JSON response or a URL to that JSON response, and you hit generate, and it generates all the classes you need, and you just literally copy and paste it into your app, and you're up and running with your model class, which I know for me used to take days, and I would be on Stack Overflow being like, oh, uh, I didn't have this as a list, and it should have been an array, and this takes care of all of it. It's really useful, uh, really polished, and I haven't had any problems with it in the past. So yeah, definitely something you want to check out. Yeah, and I, I always run into the same problems of, of having the JSON, and you know you have to go and manually go and write through all, all creating the objects to get that data back and, and use a nice library against. So this just takes the pain away completely. So um, it seems like people already know about this, um, but I only found out about it a couple of days ago. So uh, I thought it was something that'd be great to share share on the podcast. If you're looking at getting into Android development, specifically with Xamarin, you might want to check out a new blog post series by Marco Sicardi, who is a self-described Microsoft fanboy, uh, likes Windows Phone and stuff like that, who has recently got into Xamarin.Android development. Uh, and so this kind of walks through his process as to how, okay, he downloads, installs, and builds up a simple app with Xamarin. So if you're interested in Xamarin.Android development, haven't really gotten into it, this might be a solid place to start because I know sometimes going through the docs, it can be like, well, what did I do wrong here? Uh, and you can't figure it out. But a lot of times new users have a lot of the same problems and they'll point it out. Uh, and they'll point out things that, that they tend to make mistakes on, which can be helpful to you as well. So this definitely could be an article that you might want to check out. So a popular open source library is Autofac. So if you're used to using uh, inversion of control within your application, then you probably come across Autofac uh, within your development travels. Uh, and this blog post by Nathan Evans um, shows how you can actually use Autofac with Xamarin. And again, MVVM Cross seems to be very popular here. And, and how you would set this up uh, within your application. So very nice uh, little straightforward blog post on what you need to set up, how you can set up your um, providers to allow you to um, do your inversion of control with MVVM uh, cross. And very simple, uh, definitely check this out if you're, if you're wanting to use Autofact within your mobile apps. And in a similar vein to the previous blog post, uh, there's actually a, a project called Simple MVVM, which is a toolkit for WPF, Silverlight, Windows Store, Windows Phone, iOS, and Android. Um, so it's actually a project done by Tony Sneed. So Simple MVVM Toolkit is if you're already using uh, Simple MVVM for your WPF, Silverlight, Windows Store, Windows Phone apps, you can now take a full advantage of this with iOS and Android, uh, which I think uses MVVM Cross under the hood. So still a lot of projects here using MVVM Cross. Um, so if you, if you want to check it out, definitely take a look and now with version 5.5 we have iOS and Android support. We've talked a little bit about Nick Wise uh, throughout this podcast so far getting a lot of FaceTime. Uh, so he's written a blog post called Making Xamarin.iOS Talk to Meteor. So if you're unfamiliar with what Meteor is it's a rich web framework sitting inside Node.js and so he's been kind of trying to make Xamarin.iOS talk to this. And Chris, you want to walk through how he managed to get that working? Nick wanted to integrate with Meteor, um, but it uses its own DDP protocol. And there is already a DDP protocol client 
um, that you can use within C Sharp. But um, for, um, for usage here, uh, it actually uses the dynamic data type, uh, which currently isn't available in Xamarin.iOS due to restrictions on the Apple side. Um, so what uh, Nick did was actually he went and um, worked this out um, to work on his own and by taking a different uh, library called supersocket.client um, and ended up basically reworking this um, to get it working uh, with the DDP server. Full kudos for uh, Nick for writing a blog post which also mentions Star Wars as well. Um, so that's good fun. Nick got this up and running pretty quickly using the Couchbase Lite port uh, from, from Zach uh, at Xamarin to get up and running uh, nice and quickly here as well. Um, he also suggests that if you are going to be ending up controlling both uh, the server side and, and, the, um, and the mobile side of replication, then you might want to use SignalR. So uh, maybe Meteor is not the, the best thing to use uh, with C Sharp here, uh, but it is possible. So Nick shows this in the blog post, um, but also recommends using SignalR if, if you do have the option of, of using both on server and client. Laurie O'Brien at Xamarin wrote a blog post on creating his first F-sharp program. So even though he'd actually you know, dabbled in uh, looking at F-sharp, um, he wanted to actually create a full uh, application using um, F-sharp with Xamarin. And so he wrote uh, about his experiences of um, actually creating a full, full app rather than just you know, a simple uh, sample of using F-sharp and gives his opinion on uh, F-sharp in general as a language and how it differs from um, using, using this with other languages. Something that Larry O'Brien found out was even though the F-sharp has a quite a steep learning curve, once you're over that kind of learning curve, because it is a functional language, you get a lot more productivity out of it. Uh, you should definitely check out the blog post if you want to get a really good deep in look of, of how F-sharp works and performs, um, especially within a mobile space. Yeah, I know I've worked uh, a little bit with functional programming since I'm still at university. And I know when I've worked with it, there's been a lot of times that I would be really surprised as to how quickly I could do something in a functional language when it would take me a lot more code and time to do in an object-oriented language. So uh, I'm definitely going to have to look more into F-sharp. And now that Larry's gotten this, I've got a good contact to go to if I have questions. Along the same lines as Larry's post, Dave Thomas works a lot with the Xamarin Studio add-in, which is available for Mono development in Xamarin Studio. Uh, at first it was a little unstable, and obviously as all new projects are. He thinks we're now at a point where the F-sharp add-in is pretty stable. And they've added a lot of new features, uh, including rename refactoring. So you can uh, highlight a particular identifier, go to refactor, rename, and it renames all the occurrences within your code. Uh, there's also highlight usage of a particular identifier. So you can click on an identifier and it'll show everywhere else it's used. Tooltips got a refined look, so there were some UI updates as well. Uh, they used to be really long, and now they're a lot uh, simpler to read and uh, look a lot more concise and well-rounded. And so along the same lines as the UI, the F-sharp interactive. Uh, if you're familiar with any functional language, there's usually like an interactive dialog or something like that. They have added theming to this for the F-sharp add-in uh, within Xamarin Studio. So yeah, if you're looking at getting into F-sharp, now seems like a great time. Uh, there's tons of good content coming out about F-sharp. Uh, it's a new hot, sexy thing. And with the Xamarin Studio add-in, it's not that hard to get started. If you write any interesting blog posts, articles, uh, create any interesting libraries, bindings, or anything along those lines, you may want to send it into at ChrisNTR or at PierceBogan on Twitter. 
uh, which is both of our Twitter handles. And who knows, it may be featured on an upcoming Xamarin podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Xamarin podcast this week, and we'll see you next time.